This is a podcast by the Business Times. Singapore shares opened lower on Monday, August 8th on fresh US Fed rate hike fears. The Straits Times Index was down 0.2% to 3,276 points and ended the trading day down 0.4% to 3,271 points amid a mixed regional showing. At the midweek, Singapore stocks opened higher, rising 0.1% to 3,273 points at the opening bell. Despite overnight losses in the U.S. market, the rest of the region slipped. Asian markets rallied on Thursday as investors breathed a sigh of relief after data showed U.S. inflation finally easing from a four-decade high. The SDI closed the trading day 0.5% higher, while major indices in Hong Kong, Australia, and South Korea rose between 1.1 and 2.4%. The US dollar lost further ground versus other major currencies, recording its biggest daily fall in five months this week. And applications for US unemployment insurance rose for a second week and held near the highest level since November. Jobless claims have been rising as more companies, particularly in the tech sector, announced layoffs and hiring freezes due to economic uncertainty. It's Friday, the 12th of August. Welcome to Market Focus, a weekly look at market drivers and movements from the Business Times. I'm podcast editor Clarissa Montero. Singapore stocks fell this morning after mixed trading sessions in global markets. The Straits Times Index dipped 0.6% to 3,283 points shortly after the opening bell. Here's Lionel Lin, Director of Research at SGX Securities, with his breakdown of market news this week. The STI has closed above the 3,100 level, last seen in early May, posting a 0.6% gain in the past four sessions ending Thursday, a shorter week due to the National Day holiday. The FTSE Asia-Pacific Index gained 1.1% in the same period. For the August month to date, the index has gained 2.8%, outperforming the Asian-Pacific benchmark's 1.3% gain. For the six weeks since the end of June, we note the STI has gained 6.1% with reinvested dividend distributions, boosting the total return to 6.9%. This coincided with Singapore stocks attracting 220 million Sing dollars of net institutional inflows, taking total net institutional inflows for the 2022 year to August 11 to about 70 million Sing dollars. The comparatively buoyant six weeks follow on from the STI generating a 1.4% total return, with Singapore stocks attracting 150 million Sing dollars of net institutional outflows for the first six months of 2022. During these past six weeks, the STI stocks that led the net institutional inflows included DBS, OCBC, Singapore Airlines, Ascenders REIT and Capital Corp. All five stocks have also recently reported quarterly or semi-annual results. Across the Singapore market, some of the notable outperformers for the week to date for companies with market cap of at least $300 million include healthcare and industrial names such as QNM Dental, glove manufacturer Riverstone, Semcorp Industries, marine and offshore place Semcorp Marine Yangtzejiang Shipbuilding, and tech manufacturer Franken Group. Most of the outperformers in the week to date generated close to mid-single-digit gains for the week. The biggest decliners thus far this week are mostly from the real estate REIT sector amidst the ongoing earnings season. Mandarin Oriental, Hong Kong Land, 
Lippo Moss Indonesia Retail Trust, Manulife US REIT, Cinemas Land and Far East Orchard amongst the top decliners in the sector. Crude Palm Oil Place, Wilma and Indofood Agri also featured amongst the top decliners this week. Wednesday's US inflation data was the main event of the week and the hump day news did not disappoint. Bringing welcome relief to markets globally after last Friday's red-hot U.S. jobs data stoked fears that another Fed rate hike may be in the works to combat inflation. The U.S. Consumer Price Index data showed inflation decelerating due to a sharp drop in the cost of gasoline, sending stocks surging globally as it fueled bets that the Federal Reserve could pivot to a less aggressive pace of hikes instead. Most major regional indices traded higher, with the exception of Hong Kong's Hang Seng Index this week, which was 0.5% lower. Singapore's benchmark Straits Times Index climbed 1.5%, carrying an uptrend all week, even as some regional markets turned nervy midweek in anticipation of the release of the U.S. inflation data. Over in the U.S., the S&P 500 hit its highest in three months following the CPI report on Wednesday, as the Nasdaq 100 pulled 20% above a June low. Europe stocks surged to the highest in two months as technology and construction stocks outperformed. Oanda senior market analyst Edward Moyer said the Nasdaq rally is making a lot of traders abandon the idea that this is a bear market rally calling it some bull-steppening trade. He said the momentum is expected to increase if inflation continues to drop. For that, traders will be watching the next U.S. inflation report on September 13, which would confirm this softening price pressure trend. Still to come, despite the shortened trading week as Singapore celebrated its National Day on August 9th, it was a busy week of earnings and economic data updates. We take a closer look with Lionel Lin, Director of Research at SGX Securities. Find us on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or via the Google Voice Assistant and Amazon Alexa-enabled devices. And now back to our podcast episode. The Ministry of Trade and Industry has narrowed Singapore's official full-year 2022 growth forecast to between 3 to 4 percent as compared to the previous projection of 3 to 5 percent growth and likely to come within the lower half of the range. Second quarter GDP growth was also revised downwards to a 4.4 percent year-on-year growth versus the earlier advanced estimate of plus 4.8 percent. NTI's chief economist Yong Yik Wei stated at a morning briefing that GDP in the second quarter was down 0.2% quarter-on-quarter, a reversal from first quarter's plus 0.8% on a seasonally adjusted basis, partly due to downward revisions in manufacturing sector figures, particularly the electronics and chemical clusters, the latter of which came down a bit weaker than expected. However, there was some encouraging data from the US and the region, giving investors Happier food for thought. Lionel, what should we be looking at? Enterprise Singapore has significantly upgraded full-year 2022 trade forecasts for the second time this year, on the back of better-than-expected second-quarter performance driven by oil and electronics trade. Enterprise Singapore is now projecting total merchandise trade to grow 15 to 16% in 2022, up from 8 to 10% previously. The growth for non-oil domestic exports has also been bumped up to 5 to 6%, up from 3 to 5% previously. 
This comes on the back of a 9.1% year-on-year growth in the NODX for the second quarter this year. The latest economic survey of Singapore showed investment commitments secured for the country in second quarter of 2022 amounted to 6.3 billion Sing dollars in fixed asset investment and 2.1 billion Sing dollars in total business expenditure. The figures refer to investment commitments garnered by the Singapore Economic Development Board. When these projects are fully implemented, they are expected to generate 6.1 billion Sing dollars of value added and create more than 5,100 jobs in the coming years. According to Singstat data, Singapore's retail sales expanded 14.8% year-on-year in June, easing from the 17.8% growth seen in May. Excluding motor vehicle sales, retail sales grew 19.8% year-on-year in June, slightly lower than May's 22.6% growth. Singapore's tax revenue grew by 22.4% to 60.7 billion Sing dollars in FY 2021-22, on the back of a low base during the previous pandemic hit year, according to the Inland Revenue of Singapore Annual Report. The recovery in revenue was seen across all tax types as the economy rebounded from the pandemic. According to the Monetary Authority of Singapore, Singapore will be offering between 1.9 to 2.4 billion Sing dollars of 50-year sovereign green bonds. Called the Green SGS Infra Bonds, it will be the country's inaugural issuance of sovereign green debt. This is also the first time the government is issuing 50-year bonds with existing SGS bonds having maturities ranging from 2 to 30 years. An MSCI report released showed that real estate investments in APEC fell 24% year-on-year in the second quarter of this year, dragged by higher borrowing costs and economic headwinds. Singapore was the only economy to register a record high level of investment for the first half of the year, with investment volume up 74% year-on-year in the second quarter and was the highest ever tally for a single quarter. Rental prices for Singapore condominiums and HDBs climbed 1.7% and 1.5% month-on-month respectively in July, albeit at a slower growth rate as compared to June, according to flash figures from SRX Property and 99.co. Rental volumes were also up month-on-month for both, but lower on a year-on-year basis. Lionel, let's look at some company-specific updates and notable earnings reports for the week. There are more than 40 listed companies announcing their earnings and business updates this week, including five STI constituents. Interior fit-out services provider, with over 30 years of experience, Linko Trade made its debut on Monday via a reverse takeover. The company is looking to leverage on increased demand for hotel upgrading works as hoteliers prepare for post-pandemic demand. Capital Land Investments posted operating PADME growing 31% to $346 million Sing dollars in the first half, underpinned by its continued focus on growing its fee-income-related business. Revenue increased 29% year-on-year on higher contribution from fee-income business and real estate investment business on the back of lodging and travel recovery. Management stated they have achieved a healthy 21% year-on-year increase in their fund management fee income led by their private funds business and with teams on the ground continue to actively seek opportunities to further diversify portfolio across product lines. 
City Developments posted record profit of 1.1 billion Sing dollars for the first half of the year. This is the highest PEPME achieved since the group's inception and was a reversal of the net loss of 32.1 million a year ago. The increase was mainly due to divestments gains and the gains on deconsolidation of CDL Hospitality Trust from the group. Notably, the group's hotel revenue per available room grew 110.4%, of which the Europe and US regions experienced a strong improvement in both occupancies and average room rates. Management saw healthy residential sales in Singapore and overseas markets and expects the hospitality segment to be a star performer for the group for the rest of the year. Samcorp Industries saw its net profit for first half and June surge nearly 11 times to 490 million Sing dollars after exceptional items on the back of higher contribution from its renewables and conventional energy segment. Management is expecting performance for the electricity sector to remain strong in the second half if market conditions persist. The company remains focused on the execution of its brown to green transformation strategy to deliver lasting value and growth to stakeholders. Wilmar International's first half net profit rose 55.1% year-on-year to 1.2 billion US dollars as it saw improved performances across all its key segments and higher contribution from associates and JVs. Management noted crude palm oil prices have fallen from the peak in the second quarter of 2022, though it remains higher than pre-COVID levels. They are cautiously optimistic on a satisfactory performance for the rest of the year. Venture Corporation reported first-half net profit growing 24.1% year-on-year to 174.3 million Sing dollars. The company saw steady revenue growth from broad-based expansion across all tech mains in their diversified portfolio. In particular, healthcare and wellness, life sciences and genomics, and test and measurement instrumentation technology domains registered strong performances. Based on customer and business partnerships order patterns, management expects demand to remain unabated in the second half of the year, with resilient demand across its diversified customer base. Yang Zijiang Shipbuilding reported record high half-year shipbuilding revenue of 8.5 billion Chinese yuan, with profit from continuing operations up 32% year-on-year to 1.2 billion Chinese yuan. As of the announcement date, the group has secured new order wins of 1.09 billion US dollars for 18 vessels year to date, bringing the total outstanding order book to 8.13 billion US dollars for 134 vessels. Management expects the shipping industry to remain resilient amidst ongoing port congestions and limited infrastructure conditions. Given Europe's coal restocking demand and China's surging coal demand to support its economic recovery, Yang Zijiang remains positive on the near-term outlook for shipping. Starhub posted a 10.3% year-on-year drop in net profit to 60.9 million Sing dollars for first half 2022, despite higher revenues which grew 8.7% year-on-year. The gain in revenue was mainly due to higher contributions from mobile, broadband, entertainment and enterprise business offset by lower sales of equipment. The company added 26,000 new prepaid subscribers year-on-year in the second quarter of this year. Raffles Medical Group reported a profit of 59.7 million Sing dollars for first half 2022, a 51% rise as compared to the previous year. 
This came largely on the back of higher revenue from COVID-19 related services, as well as a comeback in medical tourism as Singapore reopened its borders. Positive surprises have certainly been hard to come by, but analyst Edoanda Craig Ullum said it's better not to get too carried away by the data. Reminding us that headline inflation is still running at 8.5% and core at 5.9%. He also pointed out that Fed policymakers remain keen to stress that the tightening cycle is far from done and a policy U-turn early next year is highly unlikely. High on the radar next week would be the release of the U.S. Federal Open Market Committee minutes on Wednesday. The document is expected to provide more detailed information on the range of community members' views on the appropriate policy stance and on the U.S. economic outlook. This has been Market Focus from the Business Times. I'm Clarissa Montero with Lionel Lind, Director of Research at SCX Securities. That was a podcast by the Business Times. Send your feedback to podcast at sph.com.sg. Find us on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or via the Google Voice Assistant and Amazon Alexa-enabled devices. For more podcasts by The Straits Times, The Business Times, and Money FM 89.3, you can also download the audio by SPH app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. This podcast is meant to provide general information only. SPH Media accepts no liability for loss arising from any reliance on the podcast or use of third parties' products and services. Please consult professional advisors for independent advice.